Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. The Hunt Stand Podcast is brought to you by Matthews Archery, elevating the archery experience. I've been shooting the Phase 4 33 this fall, and that thing has been shooting lights out for me. And so much, I got my first out-of-state buck with the Phase 4, and I got to go to Kansas this year, drew a tag, and got it done on opening day with a beautiful, giant, velvet eight-point with my good friend Cody Butler, and we got it done with the Phase 4, and I can't say enough good things about this bow. I love the deadly accuracy of the bow, the deadly quietness of the bow, and the dead vibration in your hand when you shoot this thing. So if you're interested in learning more about the Phase 4 33, as well as the other bows in Matthew's lineup and accessories, head to matthewsinc.com. The Hunt Stand Podcast is also brought to you by Yamaha Outdoors and their proven lineup of ATVs, side-by-sides, and off-road vehicles. The Hunt Stand team has got the Wolverine RMAX 4 1000 XTR at our side this fall, and we are going to be putting this thing to significant use from the Deerwoods all the way up to the Elk Mountains. If you're interested in learning more about Yamaha, head to yamahamotorsports.com slash side-by-side so you can check out that Wolverine RMAX 4 1000. The podcast is also brought to you by 10 Point Crossbows, the leader in crossbow technology for over 25 years. The Hunt Stand Podcast is also brought to you by Moose Utility Division, your brand for all seasons. And finally, the Hunt Stand Podcast is brought to you by Savage Firearms. Better comes standard. You ready to get this thing started? I'm pretty excited to do this. Yeah. Well, well, me too, man. Happy launch day, dude. Thank you. Thank you. It's a definitely a holiday for us around here. A lot of work's gone into this every year, but especially this year, it's been it's been a grind for sure, especially on the engineering side and the manufacturing side. And it's this is the day we get to celebrate that. Oh heck yeah, man! It's like Christmas morning for y'all, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I know ever since y'all teased that reel on socials, man, I have been ready and waiting for this. So I am excited. But before we get to today's podcast, announcing the new bows and everything else that's coming with it, just tell the listeners quick little something about yourself, man, and how you've kind of gotten to where you are in life now. Yeah, I'll keep it short. I've said it a couple of times now, but I'm uh Name is Mark Hayes, design engineering Matthew or design engineering manager at Matthews. Um, I've been here 12 years now. Uh, pursued this company hard. Um, I've loved what Matthews has always stand for. I love what Matt does with his profits, who he is as a man, the company that he's built. So I pursued Matthews as hard as I could growing up. Um, it was a dream job for sure. Um, something that's definitely ring true lately for me is you know there's a lot of guys here the same way that 
they pursued Matthews because of a passion and desire to be here, but they stay for the mission. And that I think is the lasting effect that Matthews and Matt McPherson specifically have that Mm -hmm. his mission is greater than um, just archery and just uh, manufacturing. It's, it's a greater mission and that's what we stay for. So. Well, man, I got to say just, uh, watching what y'all crank out every year it's like man what are they going to come up with next you know especially last year with the phase four just you know going from your traditional limb system to what y'all brought out with the the rpd i was like wow so this year i'm even more excited even more excited yeah we jam-packed a lot of stuff in this year we kind of went for it um you know the narrative around the office during the development was as we kept hitting benchmarks that we never hit before, it mm-hmm. was just how, how far can we go? And we, I'm not going to hide anything. We pushed ourselves to the limit. We, we almost killed ourselves doing it, but um, what we ended up with was a bow and a system that we've never been able to achieve before all in one platform. And there's just been like several steps along the way to get there. Yeah. Uh, and they all have their own story, but uh, they all went into what is now called the lift. And dude, I'm ex- <laughs> I'm excited about it. I've seen the specs and everything around this, and uh, this is something. Uh, I mean, from my perspective, you know, being an archery technician and a man- managing a shop in the past, uh, seeing this come out at under four pounds for a non-carbon bow is awesome. Yeah, and you know, that's not something we would do if we had to sacrifice our strength and durability we're known for. So that was that was one of the key points that we, you know, was, it looks awesome on paper, mm-hmm. obviously, and it and it is. Um, the bow is phenomenal, but it was during the development when we were getting more efficient, when we were getting faster, when we were getting lighter. Mm-hmm. You know, I can talk about why we were getting there. The narrative changed from we are lighter, we are faster to how light and how fast without sacrificing what makes us a Matthews, which is the durability, the feel, the experience. How, let's just get into the lift, man. I mean, talk to us about some of the major changes. Like I know there's a new switch weight cam, uh, new proprietary limb and axle designs, riser geometry, uh, I want to talk about shot sense as well and some of the other things that are coming with it, but just kind of let's let's get this thing kicked off and let's get yeah, into it, man. I got mine right here. Oh, yeah. dude. This as an example. So one of the first things you'll notice, this is a new colorway for us too, which um, is always fun. It's always oh, yeah. another color. So this is called Earth. Heck yeah. And this is my lift. It comes in 29 and a half and 33. And I'm okay. shooting the 29 and a half right now. But yeah, if we start at the top, um, you know, I always like to start with the limbs because for our design process, that's where all this started was yeah. how can we push the limbs harder than we have? And, and that's a, that's an understatement of the year right there. Cause we've been pushing our limbs as hard as we could, but mm-hmm. we just, we want to go further. Um, but the ceiling we always hit is we will not sacrifice our durability. So we have a cycle tester that destroys bows destroys limbs and that's our benchmark it has to pass that test yeah and so as you push the limbs harder you can get more efficient you can get better speeds uh you can get a better feel but it won't pass that cycle test and so Mm -hmm. that's that's what we're up against and so with the lift the first thing you're going to notice is we have a brand new axle arrangement and that's the most noticeable difference on the limbs but the story goes so much deeper than that. If if you hold up a phase four limb or any limb in the industry for that matter, um, traditionally you're going through the at limb with the axle. Right. And what you end up with is, is a lot of wasted limb, so to speak, back there. It's heavy and it's not bending and therefore it's wasted. Um, so that's that was one of the key spots early on that mm. When we made that change, our efficiencies jumped right away. No and kidding. by the way, it was lighter. And so, but the first initial ones still weren't passing our cycle test. And so mm-hmm. we we're able to do things like the cup. I mean, the cup's going to look familiar, but it's smaller and lighter too. We we're able to design that in a way 
in parallel with this new axle arrangement that gave us a limb that is substantially shorter, substantially lighter, but as durable, faster, more efficient, like all the things that you you would want, yeah. which in engineering, you're always giving up something for something else. And right. this was a, one of those rare examples where we got we got to a spot where we could do both. How did y'all come up with that concept with, and I mean, how is that attached at the top there? Tell us about that. With yeah. The axle. So, you know, Matt McPherson uh, is our lead designer. He's all of our boss, but he's definitely like our, my engineering team reports to Matt and Matt is in a spot in his career where he gets to do what he loves. He yeah. gets to come up with crazy ideas and, uh, and leave and, and leave it to us. And this is a good example of that where he, he came in flying and it was really funny. One of my other engineers were actually on a hunt in Arizona last year in the January hunt. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was kind of a skeleton crew here because we were gone and Matt went, came flying in to one of our other guys here. and They ripped the first prototypes out of this in that week that we were gone, multiple versions. And so on our phones now we can see, you know, the CAD updates and all the prototypes being drawn. And so we're mm-hmm. on the mountain, like what is happening back <laughs> home? We're calling, like, what are you guys doing? And it was a completely new idea that Matt had in his head. He knew it would work and we just had to iterate. And, you know, if you talk about this machine that Matthews is, it's being able to iterate as quickly as possible. Yeah, We have a, we we're not breaking into production to make prototypes. We have a full team that that's all they do. They cut prototypes for us and they're deeply invested in the product themselves. They're archers, they're bow hunters. They want to see ideas like this succeed. So that relationship is why we can go so fast. It's why we can iterate so quickly and then um, get to a spot that we've never been before. So that was kind of the, this has gone through, countless iterations um, but the idea was sparked from matt's just love and passion for new technology man i love that story that's that's funny i could only imagine like being up on the mountain in arizona and (laughs) getting images of that and be like what is going on back home man (laughs) yeah it was it was pretty fun and it was fun to just hear you know the all we're hearing is just the aftermath of just crazy which we are here and it's it was fun Heck yeah. It's fun to come back and just jump right in too. Dude, heck yeah. Now let's talk about the uh the new cam design with the Switchweight X or the SWX cam. Cause I know yeah. y'all traditionally, I think it's phase four, the V3X, the V3, and the VXR were all pretty much kept the same cam system, correct? Yep. Minor changes, but same mods specifically, mm-hmm. the SW mod. So this is SWX, doesn't officially stand for this, but extended. Um, so multiple things happen with this cam. We push the limits on speed. Mm-hmm. When, we, when we got those limbs more efficient, we were how is that saying again, how fast, how light? We were trying to push speed limits, but we would not give up the draw force curve, smooth draw force curve, and the full experience that everyone come to know with the Matthews. So as we went to work on the speed though, um, what opened up was an opportunity to extend our switch weight mods yeah. and with a brand new system. And so you'll notice that our range of draw weights and draw lengths have grown substantially. So we were 60 pounds to 75 pounds. We're now 55 pounds all the way up to 80 pounds. So we're going to in five pound increments, we're going to hit every archer, every, um, uh, situation that someone could find them themselves in. Yeah and give short draw people an opportunity to gain weight or or give a gal an opportunity to get into a flagship hunting bow um so we're super excited about the type of archers that might hit mm-hmm. and then we we're also able to drop the draw length down another inch so 24 and a half all the way up to 30 for this one wow. and then 26 to 31 and a half for the 33 man and 80 pounds i'm I'm excited about that because, yeah, I've always kind of been like right at that 75. And then when I saw 80 on the sheet, I'm like, ooh, it's going to be screaming yeah. this year. It's going to be fast. Yep. And Heck it's yeah. that was another thing, too. Um, when we were pushing the limbs as hard as we knew we wanted to go to 80 pounds, which pushes them even further. Mm-hmm. So multiple things like that that we had to, hurdles that we had to overcome during the design. But 
also it gets a new aggressive look and that's not just for looks it's every we poured over that cam specifically the weight the location of the weight of yep. that um and the shape to store as much energy as possible mm -hmm. but delivered it in a way that you actually get the speed out a lot of our competitors make aggressive cams it stores a lot of energy but you can't get it out because the, the bow is poor in efficiency and so the, it was a crazy balancing act to to get this perfect jeez yeah I, that thing is freaking sweet and then i want to talk about the riser just looking at it i mean that thing has changed up like i'm already noticing some different cuts and everything talk to us about the riser design for this year yeah so once you change something, something else has got to change. Mm -hmm. And so the limb got shorter and in a riser design, that is a huge benefit because when you have long limbs and you have a shorter brace height, all what you have to do is pull the riser out to accommodate yeah. those long limbs. And um, as that limb got shorter and this cam stayed where it was, we got to deflex the riser a little bit further. And so when we say lighter, but stronger, the riser got stronger because it was more eye shaped. It's like our target. I got a target bow behind me. I see, you that. see how eye shaped that riser is. Yeah. That's a really stable platform. And our hunting boats just got another direction closer to that style because that's where your stability comes from, that long riser. Mm -hmm. What but that hurdle we had to always get around was that reflex. We were able to pull this back. So we got lighter and we got stiffer again in the riser design and we were able to put a lot of new um uh, i'm going to call them features but really design elements that um definitely striking to the eye mm -hmm. but also extremely functional more new bridging a new look and uh, again an aggressive look but did not give up actually gained our stiffness and strength wow yeah because i'm even noticing just kind of that new addition to the top back side of the riser compared to like my face four behind me. And then even up on the front, I, I see some differences there. Yeah. One of the big ones, if I can get this in the light here, we have no barrel system anymore. So actually a brand oh. new reimagined limb bolt system. It's up inside the cup. And so that was another huge weight savings mm. that we did. Um, and these, these limb bolts go back, you know, with the switch weight mods, you do not need to back the limb bolts out anymore. So yeah. we're able to really limit the, the amount. You can still turn it down 10 pounds like normal, um, but we're able to shorten the limb bolt, change the way it integrates in there so we can be lighter and stiffer again. Jeez. Now, in terms of shooting the bow, how much vibration dampening and sound dampening has been done with this new system as well? Yeah, so that's always the risk. You make a fast bow that's light, mm -hmm. it's going to be punchy. It's going to have more vibration. And right. so that was another hurdle that we had to overcome that we were not willing to sacrifice what we're known for, which is that post-shot experience. Yeah. So um, like I said, with the cam weights and the limb design, once we hit the efficiency numbers we mm -hmm. hit, everything was poured into, can we keep those efficiency numbers and not lose that feel? Right. So. Um, obviously we, last year we came out with RPD yep. in our limbs and we have another iteration of that again this year, similar technology, new parts to fit these new limbs, but this does substantial amount of vibration dampening, especially in those high frequency areas. So this bow is actually testing quieter than the phase four, which seems impossible. What? Yep. And, and initial designs had more punch and less vibration but now we've gotten to a spot where it's actually the equal punch as a phase four which is almost nothing and then the residual vibration has actually gone quicker so we were able to retain the experience by and also quiet down um, the bow because these short limbs with match with this rpd is just um, really taken to that technology well man and then y'all's uh the cable guard or the roller there in the center, y'all brought that down at an angle after the VXR to essentially put that tension point at the center of the bow, correct? Yeah, and that's something that every bow has always had struggled with, that you have to get out of the way of the arrow. And so when you have a higher roller, what you're doing is 
putting a different angle and a different tension. People talk about tension, but really for us, it was the angle that these cables are coming off. When you rotate your cam all the way around a full draw, this is slightly closer to the mod than mm -hmm. this one. And so actually what you had to do was take your cams out of time to get them timed perfectly. And so what the center guard did was put them in the center, which is the obvious place to put them, but also do it in a way where you actually gain fletching clearance because instead of trying to get past your cable, which is a wall, right? right. You to get past that wall. You only have to get past one point on this roller. So we actually increased our vein clearance, um, but have cams now that are timed perfectly. And so that that is a feature that I, I think you'll notice at the paper tuner, mm -hmm. the high and low tears, that's where you're getting, when your cams are slightly off from the top had to be advanced at the bottom, just ever so slightly, right. that's where you're getting high and low tears. And so that's that technology has helped uh, make sure that the arrow that's getting pushed out of the center of the bow is having the same forces on it throughout that dynamic cycle. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that was one of the things I noticed when I was building out um, all those phase fours this summer for our bow build series was just the ease of paper tuning it. Like I've dealt with other bows being in a shop, like some can just be a pain. And I mean, I think I had it done in just a couple of shots this year. It was insane. Yeah. And that's the experience we want. Obviously. Actually, I take it back. Uh, the phase four 33, I had to tweak just a smidge, but the 29s, it was one shot out of each was right okay. on the money. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, uh, one of the other new things that y'all are busting out for this year, which I'm eager to learn about is the shot sense in this app. Tell me yeah. about, tell me about it, man. This is many years in the making, and we got some teasers out right now. I'll actually tease some stuff for you here on this, but I've got it installed in my bow. Let me I'll remove my arrows just so it's clear on our video here. And you're a victory guy. I am. Uh, I like the rip TKO shafts. What, what broadhead you got? Mechanicals? Yep. I shoot, uh, they don't make them anymore. I shoot the Rage Tripan with crossbow colors. Ah, okay. Um, so here's shot sense. This is the real, I'm going to turn it on for you. This is the real sensor. It's in the grip? In the, in the grip. What? So you can see, I've got, since installing the sensor, i got 406 shots on my sensor. And there's a couple modes you can put it in. You can put it in training and hunting mode. Okay. Um, really all it does is you can tell how bright that is. I'm in training mode. Yep. Hunting mode dim it and then save your battery it's got a 14 day battery uh, if used um, in normal situations mm -hmm. and then it attaches to an app um, that you can have a profile you can view all your shots i'm going to go into one of my shots and then deep dive into the specifics of your shot so what? this shot scored at 87 out of 100 if you want to dive in deeper you press the information button and it'll give you a shot breakdown of why you scored that way. And you're, you're scored in four categories. Okay. Steadiness. Okay. So how steady you were the final second of your shot, mm -hmm. where your level was when your bow fired left to right. Okay. How much torque you put on your bow and then how long you actually aimed for. And you're scored on all those on a weighted scale. But what I think is so cool is especially the steadiness score. Mm-hmm. You can compare shots um, really easily. Of like, if you're playing with stabilizers and stuff, can you really tell how much steadier you're shooting? Um, and so this is a 5.8 MOA shot, which is uh, I was holding. If you know what MOA is, a lot of rifle guys use yep. that, but that's, that's a 5.8 MOA. That's a 5.8 inch circle at 100 yards. I kept my pin in, so about like this at 100 on this shot scored pretty well on there, and then. You can actually fine tune, and I'm going to scroll what? through this entire shot. I can see everything I was doing. What? So I can scroll through. I can see I was hovering pretty good, but I was hovering a little left on this shot, and then I came over right at the last second and fired. So I came from left to right, and I do that a lot. I've noticed that on my shots. Um, and then you can watch your bow, what it does afterwards. So bow comes up, and that one fell straight left for me so you can you can dissect the entire shot 
every little detail. And I think where it becomes real is we've shot animals now with this. And so this year I shot a, I shot a deer on Kodiak and it was super side hill. Mm -hmm. And, um, I hit it about four inches left of where I wanted to hit it. And, but great shot still got the deer. Um, but I was able to go back and look, my bubble was 1.5 degrees tipped to the left on the side hill. Like I was able to relive that whole shot. Uh, I shot a whitetail last year with it. Um, and it was, it was coming through the woods and I'm trying to look for a hole to shoot them in. And so my bow was going left, right, left, right. Cause I'm looking, I'm peeking. Yeah. And so in your shot, I could see left, right, left, right, left, right. And then I settled fired. And so it's really fun to go back and relive those hunting shots that happen in an instant. One of the coolest things though, is we're going to have community aspect. So that really good shot I had, mm-hmm. I could post that to the community. All my buddies can rip on me of how bad I am. <laughs> and, uh, and you can have a dialogue. Um, you also create groups. Um, so you can have a virtual league. So you get a five guys every Friday night, you all shoot 20 arrows highest score wins. So um, it's, it's very exciting. It's a software product. And so we have lists of new features coming that that's what's, well, that's what it can do right now Mm -hmm. in the future. We can just keep adding feature, feature, feature. Um, So super excited about the opportunities. Now is the app going to be free or is is it going to have some purchase tiers or? No. So the, the sensor itself is a purchase. Right. So it's an accessory and we did that. So people, some people might not like it. Um, so you purchase that, but then after that, the app is free. And so you can interact with everything once you purchase the sensor and install it in your bow. When when you purchase the sensor, it comes with, I got the grip on. So you got a grip that has two buttons and a USB port right okay. here uh, to charge it. And then you can also have side plates comes in the package. So the user can try either one. There will also be one aftermarket grip launching this fall that will also be able to interact with the sensor with the buttons and the usb sick i'm dude i am stoked for that now do you have to program like when you're in the app do you have to program like when you're uh essentially recording these shots how far you're shooting target size or anything like that or do you have to like you can use it as much or as little as you want so you can tell it how far you shot you can actually mark your impacts on the shot if you want or you could just shoot and forget about it and the next time you open your app all those shots will just spit out and you'll have all that data so we wanted to design it in a way that it's not a hindrance you don't need to turn on your bow you don't need to open the app Mm -hmm. Um, but if you want to you can dig in as deep as you want so so then that thing can sense when you get back to full draw like you don't have to press any buttons when you get back or anything As long as it's on, and I recommend if you're on a hunt, put it in hunt mode because mm-hmm. it'll go to sleep, and it's just looking for a shot. And every time that you shoot, no matter what, it knows, and it'll send a shot to your app. No kidding. Yeah. Dude, that is sick and revolutionary. Yeah, we're excited. And actually, as a little Easter egg, Uh-oh. Your, your phase four could take it too. So we've started to build last year all our grips um, to take it. So everyone that has a phase four and everyone that has a title and everyone that would buy a lift now can use the shot sense. Dude, that is awesome. That is freaking awesome. (laughs) Sick. Well, I want to move on to the next thing. Um, I'm still trying to wrap my mind around the whole shot sense thing. Like just, I'm thinking about that. Like, now you're going to know what's going to happen whenever you do make that bad shot. You know, if oh, you, if sure. you, you, yeah. you get too nervous, yeah, there's a whole nother shoot. We could do a whole nother podcast on that, man. Yeah. Um, in terms of some of the accessories, obviously I know we have the new match string line that's coming out. Um, that's going to come with these bows and pretty much every Matthews bow from here on out. Correct. Yeah. So we, uh, We've been obviously creating strings here in our building for years. And we always, there's always things that, and we get a lot of hate for our zebra bow strings. It's, it's, and it's all, it's really frustrating for us because it's a lot of it's unfounded. We, we do all the testing, we test every manufacturer's string cables, and zebra performs 
equally or better than uh, the majority of them. But mm-hmm. there's no doubt that you, there's always room for improvement. And yeah. so what we were up against was there's not a machine on the market right now that can do the things that we wanted to do. And so in true Matthew fashion, we went out and made it. So no we now have 20 plus brand new custom built in-house um, machines that make these match bowstrings. And that's what's going to come on every title and every lift and every Matthews from now on. Uh, because we were able to build, we call it a recipe, but we were able to build a process that no other machine can do mm-hmm. and automate a lot of the steps that led to um, discrepancies between two different strings and really automate and perfect what is a good string. And then on top of that, obviously material selection, new serving selection. Yeah. Uh, but the meat and potatoes of it is what we do with that bundle of strands, how we treat it throughout the whole process to create perfect tension in it, um, pull it to the same spot every time, highly load it, twist it all together, keep it even, serve it in a way that retains twists underneath the serving. That's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, and then, but what the user is going to notice is we have a proprietary process we do on the strings now it's never been done before that relieves the tension so your peep's not going to twist we have brand new serving um, solutions that you're not going to have any serving separation and we have a pre-tensioning built in that it's not going to stretch over thousands and thousands of shots it's retained it's axle to axle Um, so super excited about the possibilities there with match and like I said before, it was only possible because of the custom machine that we built. Man, y'all went and built your own machine. That's freaking... <laughs> you don't hear a lot of companies doing that. Like, they look for the machine and then build the product from the machine, but y'all just went out and created a whole new machine, man. Yeah, and that, I mean, I can't stress enough. That's what this place does from from every department. Figure out a way to get it done, even if we have to build it ourselves. Dude, I can only imagine how frustrating that is for the competition. Because y'all think so outside the box and just like the thought process behind the way that y'all do it. Uh, I, I can only imagine like what your competition is trying to realize. Like, oh man, what are they going to do this year? What are they going to do next year? You know? So, man, that's that's pretty cool. Um, let's talk about bridge lock. I, that's pretty much staying the same, correct? There's not much difference behind that or... Um, is there anything with new attachments or anything within the bridge lock system? Uh, no. So we're super pleased with the bridge lock system. So mm-hmm. obviously we've got the bridge lock site. Um, this now takes more sites than ever before. Everyone's building a dovetail now that fits it specifically. Mm-hmm. But even before that, it fit the majority of dovetails on the market. So we're super excited about that. Obviously our low pro quivers are um, kind of a piece of that because you can't use them without the right. bridge lock. But what people are loving and we're really getting used to too is that, you know, not only does it get the weight in the middle, but mm-hmm. it creates a stiffer connection from your housing to your bar. So like my housing and my bar are right here. Not only that, my sight tape is right here. So the yes. angle I need to, to turn it to actually see my sight tape is nothing. I can almost see it at full draw. And I've had to do that. You know, you know, with a slider sight, you move mm-hmm. that thing. Did I move it back? I can peek at full draw. It's right there. So it's just a better system overall. Super pleased with that. And last year we built that into our stabilizers and we've retained that. Um, the only other addition to this is actually the bow you see behind me. So the title, we have the target bars and those yep. will fit every bridge lock stabilizer as well. And so uh-huh. those are specifically built for target, super stiff high-end carbon, very expensive to make and to purchase, but they will fit here too. So we have seen some people um, buy a target bar because it goes from 30, 24, 18, 12, and 10. Wow. And so we've seen some people put those in there, but yeah, very pleased with this. There is one other thing that we added and we added because of this, we Mm -hmm. have a three ounce weight that you can add. So instead of buying individual, if you're like, no, I want to stack a bunch on my back, uh, we have a three ouncer that is more affordable to buy than just three singles. Oh, perfect. And then to kind of stay in line with the 
in line slimness of the bows that y'all have, which I love. Y'all do have a there's a new QAD Ultra S that's coming out this year as well. Yep. Yeah, and it's the I have this on here right now. Uh, one of the main differences you'll see, I don't know if you can see it on here, but you see that gray insert? There's a rubber insert in the vertical tangs of ah. the um, prongs here. And one, you don't have to put the felt on, which is a struggle yeah. a lot of time to put those felt on. You've set up more, you know, plenty of us to know that. So it gets rid of that frustration, but also it just gives it a way to um, dampen those prongs. Those prongs are basically a tuning fork. Yeah. So that rubber in there actually tones that down quite a bit and gives a slightly quieter rest. And then they match that with new aesthetics and a new capture bar that is angled and out of the way, um, especially of our roller guard here, which has never been a problem, but they're able to make it more robust and still miss this. So IMX2, a new iteration, uh, a step up, Mm -hmm. uh, but still the standard IMX that people have known to trust. Dude, I, I love that thing. I love it when you can just pretty much attach it, get that uh, more micro arrow that they have within the within the mount itself, just get that lined up with the burger hole with that notch that y'all have, and it's just like perfect right out the box. Yeah. I love that, man. Well, uh, another accessory y'all have coming out too this year, y'all have the, not, not necessarily new, but redesigned are your limb legs, the Engage EXO. Talk to us about that. Yeah, so that started as we just needed a new one because we have mm-hmm. a new cup. I, I mentioned earlier that it's shorter. Yeah. It's actually thinner and lighter. So we needed one that would fit that new cup. While we were doing it, though, um, when we were, we were in that conversation of how light um, can we go, mm-hmm. we looked at that specifically. How much weight can we cut out of that? And we actually cut out a considerable amount, enough to call it the exo exoskeleton. We really skeletonized that thing. So. It's quite a bit lighter um, than the original engaged limb legs and then fit specifically for the lift in particular. Gotcha. So not too much different, just a little bit redesigned. So the old limb legs won't fit on this one, correct? Correct. Yeah. Will the new limbs fit on some of the older bows or it's got, it's just specifically new, new bows? Yep. It's its own. Yep. Gotcha. Well, man, I want to kind of pick your brain too you know i know we uh talking about the new axle design and everything on the limbs uh obviously that was let's see back january when you're talking about it but how far in advance is matthews looking at you know are they looking at next year already are they looking at year two years out three years out how does that scope work for y'all um it's it's never the same you know certain technologies will be years in the making um you know, we'll get something that we know would be cool. We'll get a patent filed on it and we'll make a prototype to make sure it works. And then it sits on a shelf waiting for a bow that actually accepts it because I can't stress enough how much, this is a system. You can't just slap anything on here and hope that it doesn't affect anything. And so we have technologies and patents, very extensive patent portfolio that has advances in technology and there. We're just waiting for the right platform. But, um, we are thinking ahead, but mm-hmm. I can't stress enough that we are thinking in the moment more than I think we're thinking in ahead because the industry changes so much. Yeah. We change as we as we hit new levels of innovation, new levels of performance. That is our new threshold. That's our new starting block. So we can springboard off of there. And so when you hit those, and this is launch day, we're super pumped. Heck yeah. Uh, but we're already thinking of now that we can do this, what else can we do? And so we don't want that magic of what Matt has brought to ever die. And so when I said Matt showed up in January, well, we already had five bows done, done, done by then. And that completely wiped them off the map. No kidding. Yeah. And so there's, we want to leave room for that genius, that spark, because that's, I think what makes Matthews different we can pivot on a dime and go and it is it's frustrating it's fast it's hard but Mm -hmm. at the end of the day you get something like this when you keep pushing it keep pushing it keep pushing when you have a bow that's done you put it on the wall and you say 
now we can do that better. And so we leave room for that mid-year um, to just go for it. Man. And I got to say, just, you know, we're talking launch day now, and some of the stuff I've seen y'all's competition come out with, I'm just like, man, cool, but nothing new, you know. But seeing this, uh, I'm excited to get one and get out in the deer stand. And I've got a couple target bucks that are still alive that hopefully get this, uh, get an arrow from one of these here pretty soon. Yeah. I mean, we love the archery industry in general. Um, but I think we do ourselves a disservice if we look too hard at our competitors. Yeah. We, we look internally, we try to beat our last year's bow and I, we actually said in the launch film this year, and it was true that normally we're trying to beat last year's bow. This year, we were trying to beat the prototype from yesterday. It was the iterations were so fast and so quick. And the, the path we took was so broad, covered so many spectrums of designs that we actually had bows done multiple times that we beat again, beat again, because you actually see it in our film if you watch, but when we get a bow done, done, that means it's more efficient. It survived the cycle test. It's super quiet. Like this is the one we wrap it in orange tape. And that it always says like, do not touch. We're not allowed to tear it down. That thing goes on the wall. That's the benchmark. We usually have one of those a year. That's mm -hmm. our final one. We had countless. They, we just stacked them up because we kept beating it, kept beating it, kept beating it. Yeah. So that was that was internally. Um, we don't look externally a lot. We look at what specs they're caring about and see if we can beat those. Um, but internally is really where the magic happens. Can we beat our best we've ever done? Man, and that that's a big thing to look at. Uh, you know, every I think every company just catches themselves looking at others. And it's like, really? It's like, man, we just got to keep beating ourselves. We just got to keep doing it. And y'all do that every year. So, I mean, it's like y'all really aren't satisfied. And like you said, it's not going up on the wall into that don't touch mode, if you will, per se, until you keep, until you essentially hit that plateau, if you will, mm -hmm. for that year. Yeah. Cause every single one of those that had orange tape, if in hindsight, had sacrifices in it, mm -hmm. weren't as fast as the lift, weren't as light as the lift weren't as durable as the lift. And so, but it was a new threshold. And so that's, that's what I'm talking about. Like every time you hit a new threshold of efficiency, speed, whatever, that's the new, all right, what is this thing actually not though? And it's having that perspective of not just wanting to be done, not being satisfied with just being a little bit better. Can we go? Can we push it? How far can we push it? And that I would feel safe assuming is that where the name lift kind of came from yeah elevated yeah for sure and that yeah i give credit to our marketing guys they're great at naming stuff but yeah we elevated everything we lifted the bar that's for sure man that's for sure i, I do want to ask you a question and i want to talk to those guys out there and i want you to kind of answer those guys out there they're like well I just got the phase four last year and I'm loving it. Why should I get the lift? Yeah. And I don't know if they should, to be honest with you, Will. We don't make new bows to, to necessarily get people to drop their phase fours. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a substantial amount of people still shooting VXRs, still shooting V3s, yeah. V3Xs that they're looking for a big enough jump. Where is my money best spent? Um, and that's the type of person we're looking at. And not to say people won't turn in their, their phase four, but the phase four is a fantastic bow. I love Can mine. take shots since the quietest bow ever made. Excellent speeds. And so we don't think about that customer when we're making the bow. Mm -hmm. We try to beat it, obviously. We want to elevate it, but we know that there's people that have just been sitting and sitting, waiting and waiting for it, Let's face it, th this is a big purchase for somebody and so we want a product that elevates it enough that they will put down their trusted bow their bxr their b3 um and give them a reason give them enough reasons that it's worth that upgrade i like that man that's a great answer 
to kind of, I know we're getting short on time here to cap it. Uh, is Matthew's going to be bringing anything else new this for the rest of this year? Um, that, that you can share with us that you can share of course yeah um uh, not nothing i could share i don't think but i i think the shot sense is something that we're going to get to push out um you know today on launch day but also mm-hmm. just we're super excited about the iterations of that as we go new features new new uh, functionality and so that's something we're super excited about and once someone buys into that accessory and you got to be the right person to want that but it's been super fun to realize what it can actually do and i think as we keep going as we add features that's going to push an automatic update to your phone and so you're going to wake up one day with a new feature uh, a new feature new feature and so we're super excited about that um we're also excited for people to experience something that they haven't really before Mm -hmm. that these shoot 348 feet per second. That's an eight feet per second upgrade from phase four. Yeah. And it's substantial. I mean, it matters. You when when you're building your arrows out now, you think about different things. When you trying to quiet your bow down and, and things like that, you can push a heavier arrow faster. You can push that light arrow faster than you've ever been. Mm-hmm. You might go down sight tapes. So just opens up a brand new world of um, reimagining what a Matthews is. And what I think I'm most proud of is our team did not sacrifice the feel and the experience that Matthews is known for while we did it. You know, that was the threshold. We could always build a faster bow. You can always build a lighter bow, but it would not live up to the Matthews name. There's going to be quite a few proving grounds films coming from this. I would assume too, right? Yeah, definitely. There'll be a couple good ones. We're going to launch two today. There should be two live today. Okay. And then a couple others coming out. And we've had a lot of fun with that, for sure. That's We take it seriously, but um, we'd be lying if it wasn't uh, fun to to test these bows out before they get into customers' hands. We we don't want to ever test something on a customer. That's that's a good way to look at it. I mean, not only do you all set the bar – with your innovation, technology, engineering. I mean, dude, just from an outsider looking in, like y'all set the bar for marketing too, man. I mean, just y'all kill it every year, every year. We have a fantastic team and and it's not necessarily, you know, we, we get this all the time that we put so much into marketing, but what we're trying to do is build hype around bow hunting. We love bow hunting to our core and not only are we trying to show how much we test the bows and show that they go through all this stuff, but we want people to get hyped about bow hunting and see possibilities that they might not never realize was possible. Like they might not have ever been into elk hunting, but they watch a proven ground film. Like, like Joe Sir shot a 375 on a proven ground film in New Mexico a couple of years ago. Like yeah. that got me fired up. I never got the fire for elk hunting. I was a mule deer and whitetail guy. Yeah. And so like that was the the film that inspired me personally as an example to I want to try it. I gotta try that. So like that's that's the other part of it that not only we're we trying to prove that the bow has gone through its paces and to get people into the shop, but it's just to elevate the bow hunting experience and get people passionate about bow hunting. Dude, those films have definitely done that for me. Every year when they come out, uh, like that above uh, above treeline alpine mule deer one that was done on, I think it was a phase four, or it could have been the VX3 or V3X, I can't remember. Uh, but, dude, they just get me jacked up. They really, really do. And, you know, last question I have for you, when it comes to testing these uh, – for some of those proving ground films, I mean, how many bows are y'all getting out in partners' hands and how early, you know, obviously they got their NDAs and everything, but how, how soon are you getting those out? Um, sometimes as early as August. And so there's different waves in there. Yeah. We have an exceptionally robust internal team. So that's our first um, group that has it. So um We'll get internal and then a couple outside people that might have once in a lifetime hunts uh, that want to get the bow early, try to get it set up for that. And that's a really stressful situation for somebody. And it's a great test, you know, for us, because if you have 
a week or two weeks to set up a bow, get comfortable with it, and then go shoot a desert sheep like Remy did this year. It's like mm-hmm. that is a high pressure situation. Everything has to go right. And so you want to talk about a good test. That's that's a the best test. And you know, our guys are taking the risk for us doing that. And we do that internally too with our own personal hunts as well. It's like there's limited time to get a bow set up, get used to it, get comfortable with it and go try to kill something with it. And so that accelerated setup thing is a, is a high stress, high, high probability of breaking something situation. That's exactly what we want. We want, we want to know the worst case scenario, but from a testing standpoint, from my team, mm-hmm. what we're looking for from proving ground is just a thumbs up because oh, yeah. if we get anything other than a thumbs up, we did not do our job in the lab. We are super confident with the testing that we do internally in the in, in the building. And what we're looking for from the proving ground team is just like, yep, it's satisfied. And I'm not saying that there isn't times that we got to scramble and we found something that we just couldn't do, but that's bad. In my opinion, I never want to hear that. But we do. We hear it sometimes, and that's yeah. why we and we have to pivot quickly. But um, what we're looking for is that did we do everything physically possible in this building and did it survive out there? And hopefully 90% of the time it does, but we'll fix the other 10 if it doesn't. Heck yeah, man. Well, I have to say I've owned a lot of Matthews and I've never had an issue on one. Loved them all. (laughs) Great. Well, Mark, man, I really appreciate your time today. Um, I'm going to drop links and everything to all social pages, but if somebody wants to follow you or just kind of keep up with you, do you have social pages that they can uh, follow you at? Yeah, I do. I'm uh, Mark J. Hayes three on Instagram and that's about all I really am on right now. But yeah, I, uh, I don't really post much anymore. I let <laughs> Matthews do the, do the talking for us. So heck yeah, man. Well, dude, Happy launch day, and I appreciate your time today. Thanks, Will.